Book One, The Forest of Untold Secrets. Chapter One, The Battle That Destroyed. There is a forest, far from all we know. Nobody knows where this forest is, for those who went in didn't come back the same. It was like they were living in a fantasy land or something. For they told stories of creatures with human features, but they would have capabilities that no human could have. Or some would have horns, animal ears, a tail, or wings like a bird. They had weapons not known to man. They had blades that could cut through a diamond. Nobody has been to these woods for a very long time. Until now. Wake up, Lena. We are going to be late, demanded Colton. No, said Lena, rolling over and covering herself with her blanket. Yes, we are going to be late for school, he said, swinging his leather bag over his shoulder. Okay, and, she said, looking up at Colton. Okay, then, he said, turning away. I'll leave you alone and go to school all by myself. Okay, bye. Yep, I think I'll just leave you and your little bug friend alone. Hope you have fun together. Lena rolled over to face Colton. A whoop. Lena looked down at her blanket and saw a small white spider right in the middle of it. Ah! <laughs> Colton and his sister lived in a small village. Their mama and papa had died when they were younger. Colton was only ten at the time, and his sister was eight. But that was six years ago. Now they lived by themselves in their small house in their small village. A war had broken out about ten years ago, and that is what killed their parents so long ago. I want to go back to bed, said Lena, slouching. Yeah, I know, said Colton, rolling his eyes. That's your sixth time you said that. The smell of smoke made Colton's nose sting. Who's making a fire? It's the middle of summer, asked Lena. Yeah, I don't know, said Colton, covering his nose with a shirt. Colton started to walk over to where the smoke was coming from when he heard a horse neigh. Stay here, he told Lena, who was following him. What? Why? Because I told you to. Colton went over and peeked around a house. It was so quiet where him and Lena were walking behind the woods, the, by the beginning of the woods, behind all the houses. But when Colton got closer, he couldn't spot one thing the two places had in common. There was fire and smoke everywhere. There were people screaming and running everywhere. But, were, but what were they running from? Colton's answer was... Uh, Colton's question was answered when he saw a man with a sword in one hand and a lit torch in the other. He threw his torch onto a house and the wood house instantly set on fire. He saw all the people, moms, dads, sisters, brothers, daughters, sons, aunts, uncles. They were all running, but they had nowhere to run to. Everywhere they turned, there was another man. He wanted to help, but didn't know how. And he had to take care of his sister. He couldn't just leave her. Let's go, he said, taking Lana's hand. Where are we going? asked Lana, getting dragged along. Colton didn't answer. Colton, where are we going? She said, pulling her hand away. Away from here, he said, whipping around. Let's go. They ran into the woods, not sure where they were going. Their feet hurt, their lungs burned, but they kept going. 
Lana soon got too tired to, ru to run anymore. She collapsed and leaned up against a tree. Colton turned and saw his sister. He was tired too, so he joined her on the ground. They soon fell asleep. Colton, when Colton woke up, the sun was already setting. Colton woke up Lena, and they kept walking. All they had was their bags. In Lena's bag, there was a book, a pencil, some paper, a snack, strawberries and an apple, and a canteen. In Colton's bag was a paper, a book, and his a book that his class had to read, and a snack, bread and a fruit, and, of course, a water. At least they had some food and water, but it wouldn't last long. They walked and walked and walked. They had a short break and then walked again. Soon it was day and they were hungry and tired. They got to a part of the forest they had never seen before. They were huge trees. They had all colors of leaves. Pink, blue, purple, and red. They were amazing. They admired the trees as they walked by, pointing at some once in a while. Once in a while. Their hunger seemed to fade away. Their exhaustion turned into energy. While they were looking at some at all the amazing trees, they started to hear people talking. Colton motioned Lena to come over and hide into a hide in a bush with him. She didn't want to, but decided that it wasn't the time to argue. They sat in the bush and peeked out, waiting for the people for the waiting for the mysterious people to come around the corner. When the people got a bit closer, they could hear that it was a boy and a girl talking. Colton was looking outside of the bush, waiting for the mystery people to walk by so he could see what they looked like. Lena was doing the same when there was a tickling on her shoulder. She looked over and saw a spider as big as a quarter. She screamed as loud as she could and ran out of the bush. She brushed off the spider and stepped on it. People came behind, came from behind a tree and saw Lena. Chapter 2. Captured. He watched as the mystery people came running from behind a tree. But they weren't people. The girl had wings that were at least two yards long on each wing. And the boy had long pointy ears and horns. They walked slow and cautiously to, the, to Lena. She backed up, and the guy pulled out a dagger in surprise. Colton sprang out of the bush and in front of Lena, putting up a protective arm to separate her and the boy. The boy seemed to be around Colton's age, and so did the girl. The boy's horns were curved and very sharp at the ends. They were black at the beginning, then got lighter as it got to the point. The girl's wings were beautiful. They were dull colors such as orange and gold, brown and red. Who are you? asked the girl with the wings as she stepped in front of the boy with horns lowering his dagger. The boy seemed angered by her actions but gave in. We aren't here to harm you, said Colton raising up his hands in defense. Then what have you came here to do, human? asked the boy behind the girl with the wings. Well, we didn't really intend to come here. Really, I guess, said Colton, looking back at Lena. We just sort of ended up here. The two people just looked at each other and looked back at Lena and Colton. The girl pulled out blue powder out of her pocket and blew it in Lena and Colton's face. 
It hit their eyes and stung a little. Not a second later, though, it all went black. Colton woke up tied to a tree by Lena. He, he tried to get out, but couldn't. The chains would get tighter the more he struggled to get out. It was impossible. He looked at Lena sleeping. Soon, he heard rustling in the bushes, and to his surprise, it was a giant snow leopard. It was growling and getting down low, ready to pounce. Just then, the girl with the wings came out of the same bush and put a hand on the leopard's head. The leopard looked up at her, and she pointed to the ground. The leopard sat down, still staring at Colton. The girl with the wings went over to Colton and sat down in front of him. She stared at him. You could tell she was mad. Then she asked, So what's it like? In a very cheerful voice. What? asked Colton. What's it like outside the forest? She asked again. Um, green and bright? said Colton, confused. No, not that. I mean, like, what does a village look like? A village, right? That's what you call them? Oh. Oh, yeah, my village, said Colton, looking down. Well, it was beautiful before war broke, and your village had a war with each other? She asked, raising an eyebrow at him. No, people came and destroyed my village. Me and my sister ran away, and that's how we got here. You ran away? She asked, standing up. Um, uh, yeah? He asked, looking up at her disapproving voice. And you left your people to fend for themselves. Well, it's not like that. I, no, it's exactly like that. You didn't help them. You just left them there, she yelled. The leopard started to get angry, but only because she was mad. I couldn't do anything to help them. I had to save my sister. So, what you're basically saying is that you were too weak to help? What? No, I... Don't worry, she said, reaching into her boot and pulling out a dagger. I'll help you with that. Chapter 3. Bray. She pulled out the dagger and walked to Colton. He closed his eyes, ready for impact. But it never came. Instead, the chain got sliced like butter, and Lena fell face first in the dirt. Wait, what? How wh How did you do that? Asked Colton, picking up the chain where she sliced it. Did what? She asked, putting the dagger back into her boot. The chain! How'd you slice through it so easily? Um, my dagger? Your dagger's that sharp? Yeah, but it's pretty dull right now, actually. Colton didn't realize that his mouth had been open the whole time until now. Now, wake up your sister. We're going to train you, she said, walking back over to her leopard. Train me? He asked, walking over to Lena. Yeah, you said you were weak, so I'll teach you to be strong. Well, I didn't say I was weak, but oh, okay, said Colton, crouching down by Lena. Yeah, you basically did, she said. Colton gave in and shook Lena awake. She refused to and rolled over like usual. He tried again, but still she wouldn't wake up. The girl with wings got on her leopard's back and walked to Lena and Colton. She pushed Colton aside and patted her leopard's side. 
The leopard let out a piercing growl that woke up Elena with a fright. She took one look at the girl with wings and her leopard. She jumped up and ran behind Colton. Who are you? asked Lena, her heart beating fast. My name is Bray, she asked. She said. She's nice, said Colton, quick and sweet, quickly and sweet. Is your leopard nice, too? asked Lena, ignoring the fact that, Bri that Bray had wings. Um, yeah? Can I pet it? she said, getting excited. Sure. Lena ran over to the leopard and started stroking it. Lena looked at, looked at Bray. Not to be rude, but why do you have wings? Well, there isn't really a reason for it, I guess. I was just lucky, if you look at it that way. It's like asking why you have brown hair, or why you have yellow hair. There's not really a reason. It's just, it just is that way. Okay, now let's keep, let's get going. Go where? Asked Elena, still petting the leopard. My home. What are you waiting for? Get on! Bray helped Elena up onto her leopard, and Colton got on behind Lena. Hold on tight, said Bray as the leopard raced off. Chapter 4, Yoruba Soon the leopard had made, made a quick halt so fast that Colton almost fell off. What's wrong? asked Lena, noticing that the leopard looked paranoid. Shh, said Lena, getting off her leopard and looking around. There was a lion-looking animal that came out of the bush, but its mane was crackling fire, and he was huge, smaller than a snow leopard, but way bigger than normal. A Yoruba, said a Bray, backing up to her leopard again. The lion was low to the ground, like the leopard was when the, the first time Colton met her. Bray got onto her leopard, never breaking eye contact with the big cat. As long as she kept an eye on the con kept eye contact, it seemed as if the big cat couldn't move. She kept staring at at the Yoruba even when she was on the leopard. The leopard the lion growled. Lena and Colton stared wide eyed at at the whole situation. Go, she said uh, she said uh, Bray to her leopard. The leopard ran, but right as Bray broke eye contact, the leopard came racing racing after them. What is that thing? screamed Colton. It's a Yorba. A what? A Yorba. It's an animal that instead of a mane, it's fire. And my leopard may be faster, more maneuverable, and bigger, but mine's a snow leopard. And he's a fire cat, so he has advantage, and he can run for a longer time elapse, which means we won't stand a chance. Bray lightly kicked the side of the leopard. The leopard turned that way, then kicked another kick, then another kick in a different way. Bray was moving the leopard around the trees. The Yorba was running into trees right, left and right. He couldn't dodge the trees like the leopard could. But the leopard started to get tired of running so fast and jumping from side to side. The leopard was slowing down, and it was getting harder for her to dodge the trees. 
She bumped into one with her shoulder, but kept running. Soon she couldn't do it anymore and rammed headfirst right into a tree. Colton flew off onto her right. Lena fell into a bush bush that was right beside them, and Brave fell on the right side of her leopard. The leopard had passed out from exhaustion, but was okay. When Bray got up and looked behind her, she was face to face with the Yorba. Her face burned from being so close to the fire, but she stood her ground. The lion made a threatening growl, and Lay took a step back, but, of course, stepped on a twig. It snapped. The lion made one last growl, then pounced. Chapter 5 Home The Yorba pounced, and Bray ducked out of the way. Colton ran into the bush with Lana and watched. Bray fell on one knee and wrapped her wings around herself. The lion clawed and tried to bite her wings, but they wouldn't budge. His mane's fire grew bigger the more he got angry. Bray got on the other side of her cave, of her wings, cave-like structure she made. She made. Bray looked in her bag to see what, if there was anything in there. There was berries, a cup, a couple of flowers, and meat that she had for a leopard. Bray got ready and dropped her wings. They turned, they turned back into a beautiful dull, into her beautiful dull colors. She had the meat in her hand and threw it. The leopard pay attention. Paid attention to her for a while, but then smelled the meat and ran over to it and viciously attacked it. Bray ran over to help her leopard. Colton and Lena came out of the bush and ran to Bray and her, le- Bray and her leopard. Is she okay? asked Lena, kneeling down by Bray and putting her hands on the leopard's side. Yeah, I think, said Bray, standing up. We should go now. And leave your leopard here, said Colton. Well, we can't carry her, and we need we need to get her help. Back at my home, there should be someone who can help. But we have to get there first. We are almost there. She took us most of the way. Now we go now we have to go on foot the rest. Are we there yet? asked Elena after 30 minutes losing her patience, not that she had a lot to begin with. Yes, matter of fact, we are here. Welcome to my home, Zandia.